Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the show, the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Yes. Did it again. Hit the post. Hit the post. <laughs> it's Dave. It's Wayne. It's Saturday, December 11th, week 14 of your NFL and Fantasy Football League season. Unlike last year and the years before and, and to when Fantasy Football started, this would have been week one of the playoffs. Yes. But in a lot of leagues now, this is now the final week of the regular season because the NFL added a week to their league. Screwed everything up. Absolutely. So all the <laughs> schedules got effed up, and now you're playing people more than you normally did. And uh, But life goes on. It's still football. It is still football, and it's still stuff to talk about when it comes to who do you start and who do you bench and and it's 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 an opportunity for me to rip on Christian McCaffrey some more. It's an opportunity for us to be wrong again. <laughs> uh, but check out the website. Everything we talk about is right there, cffpodcast.com. Or you can leave us an email or, you know, also leave us an email with questions. We have a question from our our one of our executive producers. I didn't Down see it. Texas. You didn't see us? I didn't see it. Apparently, he said that out last Friday, and he goes, it would have been perfect for you to talk about on last week's show. I'm like, well, I didn't get it until, uh, I, I think, Monday. I didn't even see it. So, know. Oh, so this is going to be all news to you. Yes. Hopefully, you can. Shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip. Because, <laughs> yeah, you were on the email. Oh. Yeah, there you are. Wayne Beckers. I was I was busy trying to get my car fixed and stuff like that. So, I, you know, <laughs> I had things in real real world problems. So if you got an email you want to ask us a question or or give us some comments about the show, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or you can leave it on the fan line, 414-520-8249. Glad I'm paying for that cell service so that we can get all these voicemail calls. Not zero. <laughs> Selch. Dan's the only one that's left a message for us. Yes. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> but before we get into all that, we're going to do something new. New and exciting. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have the usual news and notes, listener email, our gambling, our who you should start and bench for week 14, our, our fantasy girls coming up. We have Wayne's guillotine league update where he's going to rip on me for <laughs> pulling a stupid move I didn't even realize I pulled. <laughs> But we're going to start with this. We're going to start with a a uh, a public service that should be fun because we're nice that we're way. nice that way, yeah. and it 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 does another thing too. In fact, we might. I was thinking about maybe we'll do this every week. We'll do a list every week, okay, of something. We'll, Why not? we'll see how this goes. See okay. if we get any hater or love oh. for it. But uh, and and it. Helps because we were just talking at at our morning breakfast production meeting about how the Pat McAfee show just signed a huge contract with um, FanDuel. Yeah, he got a boatload of cash, 
and he he made a good deal because he didn't have to change anything, nothing. They just gave him money to keep using FanDuel as their gambling site, and yeah, keep keep doing what you were doing. And yeah, here, here's a bunch of money to do it. But it 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 goes into the one of the things I always talk about about how, how I've mentioned that I have no desire to take on paying sponsors for this podcast, mainly because number one, I don't think we're big enough that anybody would want to pay us. You never know. Yeah, but. I don't want this show to turn into something that is going to sound fake with people saying, yeah, Dave and Wayne are only talking about this or that because they're getting paid to do so. We'd I don't be, want to do that. We'd be okay with that. Well, would would we? Yeah. If they, if they were paying, you know, they, if they were lining the wheelbarrows up out on the street. Cause it's, it's, it's the one negative I have about like the Pat McAfee show. You know, they do all these ad reads. If you're uh, watching them on YouTube. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying to make it sound like, yeah, we really do this and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you're reading it off a piece of paper and true. It, it seems fake. But if they use, if they use, I mean, yeah, that'd be it. I guess if you use the products, it's one thing. If you're not using the products, because there are, there are podcasts out there that I know I feel like maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe they're just really good readers. Yeah. But I feel like they actually know the product and they, and they, right. You know, probably use it, you know, like built bars, one that I hear a lot and, uh, there's a kind of gene that I can't remember. Some kind of genes that. Oh, are those those new ones that are out? I, I don't know. I, no. I, 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 I. They're good enough for Brett Favre. They're good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wranglers. That's all I wear. <laughs> so the other big thing is, I, I also don't want the tax hassle. Yeah. Last thing President Sippy Cup needs is more of any of my money or your money <laughs> that we would end up earning from sponsorship deals. <laughs> So we'll continue to run this podcast by naming segments of other things having to do with this podcast after things we like. Absolutely zero coming back to us for doing it. Thus, we have, like we said, the Mission Barbecue fan line, 414-520-8249. Call us on the Mission Barbecue fan line. There you go. Mission Barbecue didn't send us a sandwich. They didn't send us a single penny. We did it because we want to. <laughs> We like Mission Barbecue. I I I think we're gonna we're gonna let Wayne name the email. Uh, oh, we're not going with Mountain Dew. Oh, you want to do the Mountain Dew email? I thought so. We is that what we were doing? I see. I don't know. We, we'll, we'll have to go back and listen to last week. We can week. do whatever we want. That's true. We can change right. it every week if we want to. It's the the Mountain Dew email fan mail. Mountain Dew fan mail. There you go, and and. It, because we want to. Yeah. Right? And we're even doing this show in the Dr. Pepper man room. That's correct. And, and not because of college football. Right. Just because we want to. Yeah, because we want to. <laughs> and for the reason, you know, I'm starting this segment with this whole disclaimer, you know, since day one, you know, like you said, Dr. Pepper man room, we wouldn't be able, if we were being paid by Dr. Pepper to do this show in the Dr. Pepper man room, mm. we wouldn't be able to do this public service segment that we're going to do right now you're probably right and and that's this we're going to rank all the current mountain dew flavors out there for you from our favorite to our well, least favorite let's say this all the current mountain dew flavors that are in the united states in the united exactly in the united states that uh we are able to get our hands on right now lo and behold to us we found out there are a lot of foreign flavors of mountain <laughs> dew <Yeah. laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who knew Finland had their own flavor? 
So here's the ones we're going to go back, and if, if I miss one, just throw it in there. Okay. We're, of course, going to start with regular Mountain Dew. This is the original citrus-flavored beverage that was invented in 1940 by the Tennessee beverage bottlers, Barney and Allie Hartman. Correct. We're going to do the Mountain Dew throwback, the original Mountain Dew using real cane sugar. Now, I have a question. Yes. Because they say Mountain Dew is the original Mountain Dew. But wouldn't throwback then be the original Mountain Dew? Well, no, because the original Mountain Dew uses, the regular Mountain Dew now uses um, uh, corn, syrup. Corn, sugar, syrup. corn syrup. Yeah. What's it called? Corn syrup. Corn syrup, yeah. But wouldn't wouldn't it have originally been made with sugar? So wouldn't the, yes. throw, wouldn't the throwback really be the original Mountain Dew? Yes. In real life? Yes. Okay. Instead of just throwback? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to throw back to the days when we used to make it originally. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to do Baja Blast. This is um, the dew with a tropical lime flavor. Normally only available at Taco Bell. Yes. But because Taco Bell effed up. Yes. And let their exclusive license lapse. Mountain Dew started selling it everywhere. I think it's only available in... Taco Bell's as a fountain drink. Right. You you can only buy it everywhere else as a bottle bottle or a can. But I think it's also, um, what do they call it, limited edition. Oh. So they release it. And then they put it away for a while. Yeah, then they bring because it back Because Taco out. Bell wanted back exclusivity. They did. They're, not gonna get, they're never going to get it back again. No. But. And then we have Sweet Lightning. This is uh, the flavor exclusively licensed to KFC. And I did not go by any KFC. Well, you don't want it. No? Bad? No. It's a, a peach honey flavor mix. Yeah. 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 Sounds like good. Code red. Do with the cherry flavor. Gingerbread snapped. Do with the gingerbread flavor. We know where it was on Wade's rankings. <laughs> we have voodoo, which is a mystery flavor. As the name suggests, now, it's a mystery. No, but this is the second voodoo, correct? I don't know. Wasn't the original release of Voodoo uh, turned out to be candy corn flavor? Uh, I know. That's what I said. But this one's definitely not candy corn. No, flavor. no. This it's, has kind of a little berry taste to yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Then we have Frostbite. This flavor is exclusively licensed to Walmart. You can only buy it at Walmart in cans and bottles. And I have not seen it at any Walmart that I've been to. I haven't been able to find it either. Okay. It's a, a dew with a taste of Ooh. lemon. Or is, melon, I mean. I'm sorry, not lemon. No, they don't have they don't have fountain drinks. That, no, they only have uh, what is it? The the slush, the ices or whatever. Are we called. sure it's not a icy flavor? No, because I've I've had frostbite before. Oh, okay. I just haven't had it in a while. Okay. And then we have live wire, do with an orange flavor. Mm-hmm. Voltage, do with a raspberry and citrus flavor. Then you have game fuel citrus cherry. Basically, it's it's a code red in a textured can. So it's easier to hold while you're playing oh. your video games, I think. Isn't there more than one game fuel flavor? I thought there was. I, I'm I'm sure there is, but this might be the only one out there now. I don't know. The only Mountain Dew I can find in regular stores. Kickstart? Kickstart everywhere. Yeah. I tried that yesterday. Yeah. If you thought there was a lot of caffeine in regular know, Mountain Dew. I know. Holy balls. Yeah. But it, it comp- it's competing with um, Red Bull and... Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then we have the strawberry goji berry, which uh, I've only seen this on tap yep. at gas stations. And it, it, apparently it is it is not a bottled product. It's yeah, only I've a never seen it for yeah. sale. 
And then we have Maui Burst. This one is supposed to be exclusively licensed to Dollar General. It's due with a pineapple flavor. I don't think I would like that. No. And then we have uh, Thrashed Apple. This is due with a crisp apple flavor. We have Baja Flash, due with a pineapple and coconut flavor. And we have Baja Punch, due with a tropical punch flavor. And then, of course, there's Major Melon, due with a watermelon flavor. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, I was not able, like I said, to find Maui Burst, which is the flavor that's licensed to Dollar General. So I'm not going to be ranking that one. No, don't know. Uh, so here we go. I'm going to my least, I'm going to start least favorite. You want to do that? Yeah, ten. Are we going ten to one? Or we, I have sixteen here. Oh, I don't. I don't have. I, but I didn't try all sixteen. Okay. Because I like I couldn't get to the the KFC ones, like the Dollar General one, um, the Frostbite at Walmart. I couldn't get. Okay. The KFC I couldn't get. So. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start number sixteen for me. Goji berry and strawberry. Okay. I like I said, I've only tried this once, and that's all I'm gonna. I have it in last place, even though. I do not like like the one that's a, that I have above this okay. either. But I've at least purchased a 12-pack of the one that I have above Goji oh, Berry. I got gotcha. you. So I'd be able to drink it, which makes it better than... I, I wouldn't... Let's put this... I would never go to a store and say, oh, strawberry Goji Berry. Yeah. Let me get a case of that. Well, and weirdly, why is it, why is it not labeled a flavor? <laughs> Well, it is. It's strawberry goji berry. No, but every other flavor, like, like live Maui wire. burst, or, yeah, or yeah, because they know it sucks. Oh, maybe. Well, let's give this to the quick trips of the world. Well, the one, the one I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out because I have no idea what a goji berry tastes like. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what I don't know what I'm tasting. <laughs> what am I missing? I know what am I tasting? Because it's I got a strong strawberry flavor, and maybe that's part of the thing too. I'm not a big strawberry. Now soda flavor. Yeah, no, not not even. Um, Crush. I never liked the strawberry cl- crush either. No, but no. I'm also not a big grape soda flavor. Oh, see, I love grape oh, soda. Man. Love it. Next for me, gingerbread snapped. <laughs> this, <Blah. laughs> you know this. This may have been a good idea in the boardroom. No, it was not. <laughs> but I wonder if any of those big wigs actually tried this flavor before putting it on the market. Th- this has to rate up there, right next to the one that was candy corn flavored. Oh. It's got to be. Oh. Gingerbread Snapped has, of course, you know, a ginger ale type flavor with a slight clove aftertaste. Yeah, it's not my thing. Not, yeah. I assume that's what you have at 10. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful. I'm going 14 Baja Punch. Uh, like like uh, strawberry sodas, I was never a punch guy either. Mm-hmm. And this one just adds uh, my dislike of punch. <laughs> uh, let me know if you have any of these in your your list well i do uh, on my off list uh, uh, i'll say beyond um ginger snapped yeah which is an abomination and i have a 12 pack in the basement yet yeah i had um i had baja flash and i had um what's the um what's the pineapple flavored one a maui um oh you know what i wonder if that's I wonder if um, that's like the Baja Flash. There's another one. It's uh, Maui. Where is it? We got Maui Burst. That's you know what? I wonder. I think I do have a Maui Burst downstairs. 
Because I know I have one downstairs that's just pineapple. I'll have to check. We'll check after the show. Okay. That's good okay. production right there. There you go. Yeah, but that, no, but I had the pineapple and coconut in the pineapple one. Yep. I had the Baja them, Flash. I had them after the gingerbread snapped. Yeah. But <laughs> you still had that gingerbread snap flavor in your bite. <laughs> gingerbread snapped, I would put last of everything. But but I'm just not a big pineapple guy. I don't like pineapple. I don't like pineapple soda. Okay. So I'm just like, nah, I'm out. At 13 for me, I have the sweet lightning. I I like strawberry, not a peach fan. Mm. either the fruit itself or the flavor in anything I drink. Mix that up with bee spit and, and <laughs> I'm out. Thanks, but no thanks. And then, of course, I had the Baja Flash. Normally, I'm all in when it comes to coconut anything. I'm just not a fan of coconut in a soda. It's very much a tropical taste, which I could do without. Not for soda, yeah. Right. Uh, at 11, I have Mountain Dew Original. And in 10, I have Mountain Dew Throwback. I'll see Mountain Dew original I have is number one. Really? You, you can't make any of these other flavors without the original Mountain Dew. Well, that's true, but I, so, um, I, I guess I, I know it's easily available and it's that, that makes it some of the allure go away. Well, it's not necessarily even the easily available. It's, it's the, and I know people there, people love Mountain Dew. Yeah. And well, I was, I guess people I just love never, diet Mountain Dew too, but they're yeah. freaking crazy. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I don't know if it's because when I grew up as a kid, we never had Mountain Dew. Oh. If we had soda in the house, it was Coca-Cola. That was okay. It. Okay. And you got that on a special occasion. Yeah. But, oh, well. number nine for me, Game Fuel Cherry. Like I said, I tried this yesterday. A couple sips. I was yeah. done. But, uh, I, I've not been able to find it, so I've, I've not been able to try it. And like I said, it, it it was they went through a lot of work to make a bigger can of soda. It's basically two cans of soda in one. Oh, it's a it's, it's like a, a double thirty two ounce. I don't know if it's thirty two ounce, but it I know it's more than one can because it's a tall can. Okay. But uh, it like I said, it's code red with a different marketing, and well, it's same, got a different taste. Oh, I'm gonna say same I love the same basic flavor. Yeah, okay. it's got it's supposed to have fruit juice in it, but. Well, Mountain Dew is supposed to have orange juice in it. Is it? And you, I'm going to say one more weird thing that I found out doing this. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's 100% on every can or bottle, but they all say, for example, the the Major Melon. It says watermelon flavored with other natural flavors. Really? They all say whatever flavor, like cherry flavor mm-hmm. with other natural flavors, except Livewire. It says artificial orange flavor. But the, it doesn't Mountain Dew have orange juice. Is yes. that what you said? Yes. And I'm huh. like, just, it was weird to me. I'm like, I'm looking at I'm like, why does it say that? But oh. it might be the orange juice board. What do you have at number 10? Oh, number 10, I have, I have ginger snapped. Okay. Number nine? Number nine. Holy cow. Let me look at my list. You know, I'm going to put Sweet Lightning at number nine. Okay. Uh, number because it, it, it's actually it's actually palatable. Yeah. But not not great. But <laughs> it's better than Ginger Snapped. Number eight for me, Major Melon. I, I'm a huge watermelon guy, and I was excited when I saw this flavor. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but uh, I I don't get any watermelon flavor in that. Get out! No, I it, it's 
I, I expect it to be more. Well, I had, I will say, I had major melon snob. I had major melon um, zero sugar. Okay. So I, better may have. I thought it had great watermelon flavor. Really, it, it's it's actually. I have to give I have to give it another try. It it would have been number three for me. Yeah. Except for to me, it tastes like a summer only flavor. Okay. Watermelon just to me is like. Yeah, because you can only get it in the summer. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's only summer to me. Uh, number seven for me, frostbite. This is like I said, the water, the Walmart exclusive flavor. It's good, but it's nothing I'm going to run out and get, especially considering I'd have to go to a Walmart to do it. Yeah. Fair enough. Like I'm not just going to go run out to Walmart. God, I need some Mountain Dew. Yes. Let's, let's go to Walmart and get their special flavor. Yeah. yeah. And plus, like I said, I haven't been able to find it. So. Number seven for you. Um, I, I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to remember what is the. Oh, it's the the um, whiteout. Yeah. Tastes like Sprite. Well, I found out uh, the whiteout is Mountain Dew without the color. It's supposed to be just regular Mountain Dew. No, it doesn't taste the same. It tastes like Sprite. Does it? Yeah. Because I, I had that yesterday. <laughs> I had Mountain Dew Whiteout yesterday and then the Code Red. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I was reading the bottle of Mountain Dew, the Frostbite, and it said Mountain Dew in a cool white color or something like that. Well, that's Frostbite. That's not Whiteout. Oh, what's Whiteout? Is that? Whiteout, like I said, it, it tastes like Sprite. Okay. It ta- it, I don't it, have that one. It's a more it's a more citrusy. Oh wait, no whiteout. That's that's what I was looking okay. at my list. Frostbite. Okay, no, the whiteout is supposed to be okay. Mountain Dew. Yeah, but it doesn't taste like it. Not to, it like like I said, it tastes a lot like Sprite. Like like they came out with it to compete with Sprite. Oh well, I was gonna say, how would you put orange juice in something and have yeah. it be white? Yes, there's a good question. Number six for me, Baja Blast. I feel about the same about this as I do about Frostbite. It moves ahead of Frostbite only because Taco Bell, who had the exclusivity to this one, you know, let their license lapse, which means I can find it someplace else other than just Taco Bell. That's true. You can't find that with Frostbite. True. I've never right. had Frostbite. See, I, I, have, I have Baja Blast as my number three. Do you? I, I've actually gone to Taco Bell just to get it. My wife does the same thing. So, yeah. Can we go to Taco Bell? I want a Baja Blast. Well, what do you want to eat? I don't care. I want a Baja Blast. Yeah, just, just something to drink. Um, Five for me? Or what do you have at, at six then? My list keeps changing. Go, no, it just keeps going off and got to do facial recognition. <laughs> Freaking stupid. Uh, six is voodoo. Okay. It's, I mean, again, it's. To me, um, voodoo and um, uh, the whiteout. There's same. There's really no flavor to them. It's just like I mean, it's a it's a citrusy kind of. Yeah. Sort of, well, they haven't told you what you're supposed to be tasting for. Oh, true. With the voodoo. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you don't know. Yeah, I have voodoo at number four for me. The mystery flavor. You know, I I like it, even though I have no clue what it's supposed to be. Okay. Tastes good. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Number five for me, thrashed apple. Think apple Jolly Rancher when you try this. Very big on the flavor. I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I like it along along with watermelon. I think they're both yeah really good flavors. All right, what, what's your next one? Uh, number five is um uh, code red. Okay, 
I like the, I like the cherry. It's 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 okay. It's you know it's distinctive. Yeah. So it stands out on its own. So yeah, I like it. So yeah, like I've I said, Voodoo at four, and number three for me is Code Red. Uh, much like the watermelon one, I'm a huge fan of anything cherry flavored, and it like you said, it has a huge cherry flavor. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what do you have at four and three? Uh, three is uh, well, three is. What did I just say? Well, four four is is um, uh, voltage. Okay. I re- I really like voltage. It's it's. Outside of the the regular the the throwback do yeah and the regular do, and then I would say um, the the Baja Blast because that's super distinctive, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel seasonal, right? But then I like Voltage, Watermelon, um, <laughs> Code Red, and the Apple Orange. Oh, yeah. I forgot the Apple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those those are the strongest those are the strongest flavor profiles right there. Then like you get into the whiteouts and that it's like it's okay, but like you said, it's not something I would go out and get specifically. My top two, number two, voltage. Okay. Normally, I'm against anything, anything that's colored blue, and it's supposed to be a food. In fact, and know this, this is fact. There is no food that is blue naturally. And don't try and sell me blueberries. They're purple. They're not blue. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. They're blue in a little container, but that's just a light purple. <laughs> so, you, you heard it here first, folks. So I, I'm, light I'm, purple is blue. <laughs> I am willing to forgive the whole blue color of this soda because mm. it tastes amazing. Well, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get that that blue one from Japan. When, which one is that? I'm trying, to, trying to have my daughter bring it back. Um, I won't waste everybody's time. I, I'll I'll look it up. All right. <clears throat> Number two for you was was um, regular do regular. Oh okay. And then one is throwback. Okay. And my number one live wire. This one for me, hands down, the best. Really? Oh yeah, love, love it, love it, love, love it. In fact, I was when I tried it the first time, I forgot to remember what it was called. Oh. And I oh, I only remembered the can color. So then I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it. I'm going, oh, God, I hope this wasn't a one-time thing. And then all of a sudden I saw, oh, there it is. So, yeah, live wire. Orange crush without the fake orange flavoring. Yeah. yeah. There yeah, it is. A lot of a lot of their, I, I, I reminisced a little bit about sun-kissed yep. flavors and, and crush flavors when I was doing those, those, those fruity flavors. A right. lot of them were similar. But the apple- Never had it before. Oh, God, I love that. Very distinctive. Yeah. Uh, the the voltage with the berry flavored, very distinctive. Yep. So I, I any of them, you know, Live Wire, Thrashed Apple, um, Voltage, uh, Code Red, any of the ones that were distinctively one flavor note, those I really gravitated towards. The other ones, like I said, were okay, but yeah. So there it is. There's your your public service segment. <laughs> the- do, do not whatever you do. Don't even give these guys the thought of re-releasing this crap next year. This gingerbread snap. Do not, <laughs> do not buy ginger snapped. Oh my Mountain god! Dew. Horrible. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Twenty-seven minutes of public service. <laughs> next week, and write this down. We're gonna do our top um, five goat Christmas um, snacks. Ooh. All right. Christmas. Start planning that. Christmas, sweet or savory, doesn't Whatever matter. you want to do. Okay. 
Your top five Christmas things. Okay. Snacks, eat food, things. All right? Yep. Food, candy, whatever you want. Okay. But now we're going to get into some fantasy football stuff, and we're going to start with our listener email. And it comes, of course, from our usual weekly emailer, Justin in Lago, Texas. Greetings, Apollo and Starbuck. I have no idea who those things are. I thought Starbuck. No, Star. I, I Buck Rod. I always think Buck Rogers. Well, I, I was thinking uh, whoever the uh, whoever the uh, Pratt is in Chris Pratt is in. Um, <laughs> you know he's going to rip on us next week. It's one. Of, it's one of the Marvel movies. <laughs> okay. And Apollo. The only one I think is Apollo Creed. That's the only one I know of. Okay. Oh, well, we'll find out. He'll he'll let us know next week. Okay. Okay. Kind of like when we did uh, Brett and Mike. Yeah. Well. Or whatever. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, I hope you both had a good turkey day with your prospective families. Linda and I headed up to Dallas to watch the Cowboys in Jerry's World. This was a bucket list item for Linda, so it's an understatement to say she was excited. It's a great stadium, and we had a blast. Even though you're not a Cowboys fan, if you get a chance to see a game there, I highly suggest it. Maybe a Packers-Cowboy game. I saw one of the teams in the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football League was looking to trade Christian McCaffrey. Run CMC is obviously a beast when healthy, but the problem is this is two years in a row where he's missed significant time due to injury. With that in mind, it's tough to make an offer for someone like that where where you don't feel like you're overpaying. I have a two-part question. One, with Run CMC's injury history, what do you think someone like this is worth in a 14-team league? Number two, now that we're nearing the playoffs and the end of the season for some, what are some other players you feel fall into the run CMC category where one could possibly get an injured play injury plagued player with a possible high upside on the cheap for next season? All right, fellas, those are my questions and I'm sticking to it. Have a great weekend and best of luck to both of you as we approach the playoffs. You don't need to wish me luck because I don't have an ass's chance of sniffing playoffs in either one of the leagues. Well, I, I'm not going to, you know, pat myself on the back and say I'm the number one seed in both, both leagues. Yeah, F yeah. off. <laughs> Let's start with this. Christian McCaffrey or... As we've come to know him, has been in the league for five seasons now, and he has just, and he has had just two good seasons of which... His current fantasy value is being based off of mm. when everybody talks about Christian McCaffrey. Oh my God, he had so many yards two years ago. That that year, much like Lamar Jackson's season where he had only one highlight, which we continue to see his little spin move while he's running the ball down the field against a horrible Cincinnati Bengals team and then getting the MVP for that. <laughs> or the full season in which Cam Newton won his undeserving MVP. Both of them were not, weren't even the number one quarterback in the league those years. Like yes. those two seasons Newton, with Newton and Lamar, that year for McCaffrey was an aberration, in my opinion. There's absolutely nothing to show that he'll ever be that good again. Yet, fantasy GMs will overdraft him like they did this year, even though I warned you about doing so. And those fantasy GMs will live to regret that. <laughs> In this case, we have a fantasy GM thinking about making a trade to acquire him. Justin from Lago, Texas. 
let's just say for shits and giggles that McCaffrey stayed healthy and he didn't twist his. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh, I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> he didn't twist his soft little ankles twice this year, causing him to miss the greater majority of the season. He was only projected to rush for. Let's say he was healthy. He was only. Pre- I did the projections. Barely over a thousand yards this year, and that's with an extra game. So he needed that extra game just to be projected for a thousand over a thousand yards rushing. What would I give for Christian McCaffrey? I have a JD McKissick. You interested? Isn't I am. He, I am wait not, a minute, isn't he hurt too? Yeah, he is. But <laughs> <laughs> they're about the same. Yeah. Um, I I'm not. You know, it would be a low round draft pick. Just because somebody drafted him number one overall doesn't make him that. No. But it, but but the reality of it is the two things you said. Everybody's memories of him, and his draft capital. You're never going to be able to get him for less than a. I would say less than a one. Right, and and again, I'm not I'm not just saying this because I'm not a Christian McCaffrey fan, but I mean that's every big player. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. you know, um, Ezekiel Elliott a couple of years ago, Saquon Barkley a couple of years ago. Well, even Ezekiel Elliott this year, you you would never be able to trade for him for what he's no. what he's done. He's done squat. But what were the top? Top four running backs on on fantasy lines, McCaffrey one, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook two, mm-hmm. uh, Saquon Barkley three, Alvin or Alvin Kamara three. Yes, probably the, more. You know, yeah, because Saquon was still coming off the injury, so probably yeah. And then Ezekiel Elliott was finally down where he belongs, but yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I'm I have to, I think I'm starting to fall into your belief that. Oh, wait, no, you love running backs. I love running backs. Yeah, I... I you, they, they are difference makers, but you have to get lucky. I in, in the CFFL, because Chris chided me into doing it, I drafted five <laughs> running backs before I did anything else. I'm glad I did now because they've all been hurt at one point. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even my... The guy I thought should have been number one overall pick, um, Derrick Henry, he ended up hurting himself. The guy that I thought should have been number one overall, <coughs> Jonathan Taylor. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yes, that's true. You that's know, true. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, he is number one. I forgot. Probably yeah. the MVP this year. See, yep. If it if Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up, well, yeah. four games to go. We'll see, I know. We'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. So, and then as far as other running backs, I think you should be you should be able to get it at a good price, even though they're injury plagued. I just went through them. Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook. You'll never get Dalvin Cook for a deal now. No? After his 200-yard game? 200 yards, no. Ain't no way anybody's trading him. Yeah, but again, and again, this is, well, it's what happens. Yeah. They live off of one game. Exactly. Like I said, we're still, I'm still, I was going to bring this up, but but here's the chance. I'm still seeing Lamar Jackson's spin move from two years ago when yeah. he won his MVP award. Like that's what they're showing for highlights. Well, they're, like, dude, this is twenty twenty one. They're still showing Odell Beckham's one handed catch. Yes, I mean that so, was that was a push off offensive pass interference. Just saying, it's like you know, <laughs> like, you know the the highlight reels stay the highlight reels. Oh. But no, it, it, I would I would say this to Justin: what you should be doing is if you wanted to go after a running back like that, 
Uh, the perfect guy to go, what would have been the perfect guy to go after last week would have been Dalvin Cook. Right. Because he was hurt. Right. You could have so, gotten him cheap. So value's depressed. Um, he hasn't done, well, I mean, he's he's been okay when he's on the field, but he's been off the field too many times this mm-hmm. year. And um, McCaffrey, this would be a good time to go after him because he's he's hurt. Right. But the question you got to ask yourself is he spent two years in a row mostly off the field. Right. And we know, and he was saying that the guy in, in this Shatterhead Fantasy Football League is one that he wants to make a deal to try and trade because he sent out the email saying, hey, I'm, I want to trade Chris McCaffrey. But he doesn't want to trade him until after the season. Well, he can't make a trade now because of trade deadline. But again, trade him after the season because then he gets a full three years. Right. Um, but he only wants draft picks. Like, dude, I'm not giving you draft picks for Christian McCaffrey because you're going to want either a collection of picks yeah. or you're going to want a high draft, high first. And I, he's not worth it. Yeah. He needs to play a couple seasons full before he's, in my mind, is and, worth any of that. Well, and chances are that that's no longer in the cards. I mean, you're starting to see Alvin Kamara have issues. Breaking down. Yep. yep. Cook's always had issues since he came into the league. Yep. Saquon uh, Barkley. Well, granted, Saquon Barkley was a torn ACL. Yep. So, I mean, that's going to take a little bit. But even him, he can't. Hasn't done what he's been doing. <sighs> so, I mean, you got to get him. You know, Jonathan Taylor, as much as I love him, you know, if you get if you get five years out of the guy, yeah, you're lucky. You're, yeah. Considered a victory. Yep. All right. So there you go. Hope we answer your question, Justin. Let us know who uh, Apollo and Starbuck are, because I have no clue. I have. I I I have no idea who that is. Exactly. <laughs> so we can we can get into your little segment now if you want to. I mean, there's oh, okay. five teams left in the Guillotine League. We're down to in it. the Glutton's Guillotine League that we've ran here on the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh as as we've been doing the last few weeks, Wayne's gonna go over the the moves that were made this week, which are boring because Some, someone, no one has money. And some, but but they're not boring because they're they're interesting. People make interesting choices. Yes, and that that's what I find out about it. Um, I'll skip over the defenses just because they don't. Thank matter. you. Thank um, you. We did have uh, Swamico. That's Glenn. Paid a whopping thirteen dollars for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. That is a steal. That was that was the award of this week's free agency, and I think I think Swamico is the only one that had money left. I mean, he played it right. He got the number one running back in the league. Yeah. At the end of the season. Yep. And that's that's the way to go. Um, Trumped again. Got uh, Dak Prescott dropped Carson Wentz. I was trying to get him last week, but I, I forgot you can't get him after he played the game and they played Thursday night. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Ew. But you know, luckily nobody else went after him, or nobody with a higher. Um, no one wanted to spend money on him. Yeah, um, taking a dollar. Appleton got uh, Aaron Jones, dump Melvin Gordon. Now in, again, interesting. Melvin Gordon, yes, has been a little hurt mm-hmm. and uh, has opened the door for Javante Williams, the, the new the new young buck, yep. and um, it it might work out good. But uh, Melvin Gordon has been productive when he's been playing. Uh, Trumped again got. Corderell Patterson dumped Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell obviously hurt. Um, Dan Campbell added Leonard Fournette, who hasn't been doing much lately, and dropped James Robinson. Well, now I find that an interesting thing. Well, 
that's because uh, if you heard the news about James Robinson has has been pissed off that he's not being played, right? That uh, um, the six gun shooter is uh, keeping him on the bench. Yeah, well, but he claims he didn't know that he wasn't that he was going back into the game. It was yeah. a rotational thing. Yeah, yeah, that's. But yeah, I mean, the the quarterback came out and spoke up for James Robinson this week. Oh, good. And good. so the, the the tall, skinny guy with long hair and yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you seen his um? Have you seen his subway commercial? No. I, I, I can't I stand first of all, I don't I'm not a subway fan. Number two, I, I don't trust a commercial that has a fake a fake salesperson like Tom Brady in there who well, will never do you, I I'll bet you that's not even a real sub sandwich he's holding in that commercial. I bet you it's fake because he doesn't want that fake bread to like permeate through his skin. <laughs> it's fraud. What a fraud. Fraud. Tom Brady the fraud. Now Swamico again who's <laughs> who's spending money this week. Um, <laughs> he's the only one that has any. He added Josh Allen, but dropped Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I didn't understand and that move. Aaron Rodgers is playing the Bears, and Josh Allen's playing Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, and that was a move I'm glad he made because I took advantage of that. Well, don't get into that. All right. Um, Swamico again spent the dollar. Got Mark Andrews. Dropped Mike Evans. He must have had a need for a tight end because um, Mike Evans has been doing okay. Yeah. Um, Appleton got Tyree kill for $2, uh, dropped Hunter Renfro, no big loss. Uh, the bitter robots went and picked up Elijah Mitchell who had been cut and cut Naeem Hines. Who's off this week. Yep. Um, they also picked up Keenan Allen who is hurt and dumped to Brandon Ayuk. Is Keenan Allen hurt or is he a COVID thing? COVID. He's COVID, yeah. but he, he's, Let's see now. Let me let me make sure I get it right. Yeah, he's the COVID guy, and Mike Williams is a close contact. Right. Yeah, Mike Williams. I was just reading this morning. He keeps testing negative. Yeah, he's already tested negative twice, so he's 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 going to be back. Yeah, he's available to be back. Okay. Uh, Kyler Murray was uh, picked up by Dan Campbell. They dropped, dumped Joe Burrow, who hurt his pinky. <laughs> um, Trump again picked up uh, Aaron Rodgers. Dropped the ever powerful Dearness Johnson. Yeah. Uh, bitter robots picked up T Higgins and and like I said th- this week it's the bitter robots week. Uh, they picked up T Higgins and dumped Julio Jones, who's just now coming back. So they've been holding on to him and yeah, and and Tennessee needs a receiver. Yeah, because so. they're without AJ Brown and the other guys can't catch. Yeah, that's it's going to be interesting. And lastly, uh, Dawson Knox was picked up and uh, TJ Hawkinson cut. And I just read that TJ Hawkinson might not be playing this week, so. Even when he's on the field, does he play? Well, yeah, that's a good corner. You do have Jared Goff as your quarterback. Detroit. Yeah, it's Detroit. <laughs> so there, there's the guillotine league update, everybody. It's time for some news. That's right. News time, everybody. We start with this. New York Jets receiver Corey Davis has seen his season come to an end. After it was announced that he will undergo undergo core muscle surgery, Davis was the prize free agent for the Jets during the offseason. Um, the core injury was reportedly been bothering him for quite some time, leaving the team with just one decision, and that is shut him down. This announcement means that Elijah Mitchell and Jameson Crowder will pick up the slack for the loss of Davis. Another guy with a core injury, 
uh, that's of note to us here on the podcast. Randall Cobb of the Green Bay Packers. He's going to miss uh, quite a amount of time, uh, which means I think he's probably done for the season. That also means I lost a rainbow bet to Wayne. Um, he's not going to be able to get his 47 catches. He was well on his way, and I was I was quite confident that he was going to be able to, to uh, accomplish that, but another core muscle injury, and he's having surgery also. Next item, don't expect Tyrod Taylor to play this weekend for the Houston Texans as he injured his wrist last week. It is believed to be torn ligaments in the wrist of the quarterback, and this means that it's back to Davis Mills, the rookie out of Stanford for the Texans. This also means that outside of Brandon Cooks, there won't be any other Texan players in any fantasy starting lineup this week, or there shouldn't be. Brandon Cooks, and even that one's a question mark, everybody. Brandon Cooks, and then no one. The New York Giants signed Jake Fromm off the practice squad, and they expect him to start this weekend against the Chargers. Now, I've been hearing other things, too. I heard that um, Mike Glennon may be back because he cleared concussion protocol. Uh, Daniel Jones is still out with his neck injury, so he will not play. So it's going to be either Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm. Um, Since the news came out that Glennon is out of concussion protocol. I would expect him to be the starter. Um, either way, this news means you should be downgrading all of your fantasy assets from the from the Giants, whether Fromm starts or Mike Glennon starts. Andy Dalton must be doing a horrible job if the Bears are going to throw Justin Fields out onto the field shortly after coming back from cracked ribs. But that's what hap- that's what's happening this weekend, people. Fields will be starting for the Bears when they take on the Green Bay Packers this weekend in Green Bay. Fields has not been great this year, but I guess you can call this valuable experience for the rookie. I wouldn't go out and put Fields into your starting lineup or anything crazy like that, but he should be considered nothing more than a QB2 for fantasy GMs. Uh, Here's a huge contrast from Christian McCaffrey. Tony Pollard is a game-time decision this week for the Cowboys with a torn plantar fascia. Yes, you heard that correct. Tony Pollard tore his plantar fascia, and it's possible that he may still play this weekend. Unlike Christian McCaffrey, who is now on his third or fourth sprained ankle (laughs) and is out for the rest of the season. Pollard has been playing very well for Dallas, better than Ezekiel Elliott. Uh... So this news comes as a blow for the Cowboys offense because Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think you can expect much out of him. Joe Mixon, not a guarantee to be in the lineup for the Bengals this weekend as he is diagnosed with an illness. He's starting. He is starting? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Illness be damned. That's right. Apparently it was not COVID. You can't hold out Jolton Joe. <laughs> Clubbing Joe Mixon. <laughs> that's it for the news and notes everybody it's time for our must starts and don't bother for week 14 the penultimate weekend of fantasy football easy for you to say i know well actually it wasn't (laughs) uh next week playoffs start for most people in fantasy football so let's start with the must starts this week start with qbs Taysom hill now, I know Wayne's got this problem on his own fantasy team does he start Taysom hill against the jets or does he start Derek Carr against the Chiefs, and he's still not sure. 
I'm leaning Taysom Hill. Are you really? Yep. So, uh, well, you probably should because I am as a must start, even though I am no longer as sold on him as I used to be. Yeah, I know. You were the big bandwagon guy. I was guy. a big bandwagon guy. <laughs> if you would have gotten a chance, I'm sure you'd been better by now. But <laughs> So we're going to start with someone, like I said, who you might not be thinking about this weekend, especially if you are the cynical types like Wayne and Dan. <laughs> However, Hill is a starter for fantasy GMs. He produced 20-plus fantasy points last week despite throwing four interceptions. That alone shows you how valuable he is based on his skills as a runner. And you know how much I can't stand that. This week, he plays the Jets, who have surrendered the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. I also like Russell Wilson. Despite what you see on a weekly basis, he has been pretty solid for fantasy GMs. He has had multiple touchdowns in consecutive weeks and can light up the Texas secondary, which is a good thing because that's who they're playing this week. So get Russell Wilson in. As far as don't bothers for me, Jimmy Garoppolo. This week's game against the Bengals feels more like a grinding game to me with plenty of work coming from the running backs. I would not expect more than 250-ish yards and maybe one touchdown from Jimmy Garoppolo this weekend. My other don't bother this week at quarterback, Matt Ryan. Yes, he threw for almost 300 yards last week, but he also throws zero touchdowns. Matt Ryan is tough to trust, especially if you're trying to win a game to make the playoffs in your league. Let him sit with his long neck like Mike Glennon. And well, who's his starting wide receivers? I mean, Russell Gage. And- oh, yeah, a bunch of names I can't yeah. even pronounce. So. And you know me, I'm Mr. Polynesian name pronouncer. There you go. Yeah, there you go. But they ain't, they ain't Polynesian. <laughs> so who do you have at quarterback? Must start, don't bother. Okay, my first must start. <clears throat> Cynical man, Taysom Hill. <laughs> oh, you got him too. Yeah, got him. He's playing the Jets. They're they're terrible. And um, obviously, if you had the uh, gonads to start him last week, uh, yeah, you actually did all right against Dallas. He, but he looked horrible. Yeah, I know. He was throwing the ball all over the field. Well, he right? hurt his finger. Yeah, early in the game, so he wasn't throwing much. So I mean, hopefully, I mean, I'm looking at the Dallas has got a okay defense. Jets are terrible, so I'm hoping that he can at least put those numbers up. Uh-huh. So I mean that, yeah, that's that's my number one. Dak Prescott's my number two. Uh, he was he was terrible against the Saints last week. Uh, what he went twenty six for forty for two thirty eight and one inter, uh, one touchdown, one interceptions. But you're going to see that uh, he finished inside the top twelve quarterbacks on the week six out of his last eight games, and he comes with tremendous upside if the matchup is favorable. That's exactly what we have with Washington. Washington has uh, tightened things up slightly since their bye week, but they're still the third worst team in football, total DVOA metric, and allowing the most fantasy points to opposing QBs. So he he should put up solid numbers this week um, with all his receivers back, everybody ready to go. Uh, don't don't starts. I have Russell Wilson as a don't start. Um, I know he's played better progressively, but he's not, still not playing great. He he completed thirty of thirty seven attempts, which is good, but he had only had two hundred thirty one yards. So that's that's not great, and he's not running the ball. Um, I don't know he had a quarterback fifteen finish last week. Uh, that's that's his best finish in a while. Yeah, he has been amazingly well, but right. He's not. He's not going to kill you, but 
it's one of those where it's kind of like Taysom Hill. You watch the game. Yeah. And it's like, God, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah. Because I, I started Taysom Hill. And then you look at the stat line and your points. Like, I'm okay. were they watching a different yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm all right. Uh, my second do not uh, start is Joe Burrow. Uh, playing the 49ers. He's got um, a bad pinky. Yeah, and hurt. He, he's been on the decline the second half of the season. So he has not been, um, uh, since week nine, he's uh, quarterback 27 on a per-game basis, which is 13.6 fantasy points per game over that span. Uh, he's got the dislocated finger. That's, you know, probably not going to hurt him, but it ain't going to help him. Right. We know that. And then um, the Chargers... Not a great defense, but not as good as they started out. They're they're okay on the pass. They're not good against the run. So who knows? It. it I, I just don't. I don't like Burrow in this situation, and I'm staying away. Okay. Which takes us to the running backs. My first most start this week, Josh Jacobs. After watching him for the last couple weeks, you've seen him put up two big stat lines in a row. He has scored a combined forty three point two fantasy points and saw 45% of the touches for the Raiders. I like that to continue this week now that the Raiders have lost Kenyon Drake for the season and the Raiders go against the Chiefs defense that has allowed the eighth most total yards to running backs. The only thing I'd say is Chiefs defense has been better. Better lately. So, yeah. I also like your favorite guy. Clyde Edwards Elaire. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Jonathan Taylor. No, he's off this week. Well, I'd still he'll probably put up more points than Clyde Edwards Elaire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we got Jacobs going against the Chiefs, so that means we need to also have Edwards Elaire going against the Raiders. Oh, makes makes sense. He saw a forty three point six percent touch share last week and should be considered a solid RB two fantasy start this week. The Raiders have allowed eighteen touchdowns and the third most points to opposing running backs. As far as no bothers, we talked about this earlier with the Christian McCaffrey thing, Ezekiel Elliott. You're most likely going to have to start Elliott this week because we all know fantasy GMs spend more time looking at names rather than what those names have done on the field. But I am telling you right now, this will be a mistake. Elliott has not averaged more than 3.6 yards per rush as he continues to deal with a bad knee. He also scored fewer than 13 fantasy points in four of his last six games. Also, Washington's defense has allowed just 46.5 rushing yards to running backs in their last four games. Also, um, my other don't bother was going to be Jamal Williams, but as we all know, he's not playing this week anyway. He's on the COVID list. So I won't even go through all the stats I have, but there's a lot of zeros in there. How are they going to, who are they going to start? They have, um, yeah, because DeAndre Swift is, is he playing or is he out? He's out. Um, it's like an Igwebuike type name guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a kick returner. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Wow. Who are they playing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know offhand. I'll look while you're going through your okay. list. Okay. My uh, don't start running backs. Start with Kevin Co- Tevin Coleman. And now everybody, I'm sure, is all excited. Tevin Coleman's been playing really well since Michael Carner went down with his injury. He saw 18 touches for 70 yards in week uh, 12 and then 14 touches for 77 yards in week 13 against the Eagles. Um, there's a there's question mark on him, number one, that he might be injured, might be out. But even if he plays, uh, the Saints defense is awesome against the run. So yeah. 
not worth even bothering with him. My number two guy might be a ringer, but um, Adrian Peterson. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Well, yeah, yeah, and now he's on his, what, his third team? Yeah, he's not good. Yeah. He's... So he he's uh he he's the touchdown guy for some for some unforeseen reason. Mm-hmm. But they you know Seattle can't keep anybody in the backfield. Collins has been <laughs> hurt. Penny's been hurt. Homer's been hurt. Uh there's DJ Dallas has been hurt. Oh and uh, Chris Carson, I forgot to start with Chris Carson. But unless they score a touchdown, yeah. Uh, no good. So no, don't start Adrian Peterson. All right. Uh Detroit by the way is playing Denver. Now a good defense. rush defense. Yeah, the defense has been yeah. good. Which leaves us with the receivers. Must start for me. First one, DJ Moore. In two starts with Cam Newton at quarterback, DJ Moore is averaging 15 PPR points per game. And now, you know, and now that, you know, you know, who's out of the lineup. That's right. With Chris McCaffrey out of the lineup. <laughs> I'll never get enough of that. <laughs> Moore is clearly the best player on the field for the Panthers. I also like Amari Cooper. He struggled last week against the Saints as he put up only two catches for 41 yards on two targets. He was still dealing with an illness after missing two games with COVID. He has had extra time to rest, and he does have a solid history against the Redskins. In his last five games against Washington, Cooper has scored at least 13 PPR points in each of the games with four touchdowns. As far as don't bother for me, let's stay with the Cowboys. Michael Gallup. If we're starting Cooper this week, that means someone is going to be seeing less action. This week, that looks like Michael Gallup. He's been pretty good the last couple weeks, but that was because Cooper and Lamb were both missing from the team. With both those guys at full strength, I, would expect, I wouldn't expect much this week out of Michael Gallup. Also, Brandon Cooks. As we said in the news, he is right now the only guy on the Texans offense worth starting in fantasy football, and that's a question mark. He has been struggling lately, but uh, who are we kidding? The whole Houston team has been horrible. He has one touchdown in the last four games, and he has been held to 45 yards or less in three games in a row. Davis Mills at quarterback isn't going to do much to give you confidence in Cook's abilities this weekend. Leave him on your bench. Did, did they puncture Tyra Taylor's lung again? <laughs> no, what is he hurt with now? He's hurt with something. Oh, he's hurt. He's not just benched? I, he's just hurt. Okay. Yeah, and he hurt some appendage. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Starting wide receivers. Russell Gage, forward of Falcons. Uh, Gage has exploded, exploded in week 13 against the Buccaneers and reeled in 11 of 12 targets for 130 yards for his second double-digit fantasy performance and top 12 finish in a row. Since the Falcons' week six bye, he is wide receiver 28 on a per-game basis in half PPR. He has uh, had his ups and downs in, in moments over the season, including a week 10 bagel against the Cowboys. This matchup doesn't look great on paper against the Panthers, whose defense has been solid for most part of this year. But Carolina did allow two 100-yard performances to receivers in Week 11, Terry McLaurin, and Week 12, Jalen Waddle, the amazing wide receiver from Miami, uh, in consecutive weeks before their bye. So Gage has a wide receiver three flex value this week. And my number two is Mike Williams. 
like Alan Williams has been placed on the COVID-19 list, he has since had two negative tests, so he should be available for the game. Uh, it's not entirely, at the time it wasn't entirely clear whether he had a virus or was merely a close contact, and he, he was a close contact of Keenan Allen who had the virus. Um, there's a chance he could play this weekend, and it's a good chance. But um, it's been a roller coaster season for Williams. From week one to five, he averaged 20.1 fantasy points per game. From week six to 10, he averaged 4.7 fantasy points per game. And Seeks, since week 11, he's averaged 12.5 fantasy points per game. He's, uh, he had a five for 110 on seven targets last week against Bengals. And his first 100-yard day since week five. Williams is unranked for now, but he'll be a must-start if he plays and Allen doesn't. And it looks like he's trending that way. My sits? Yes. Do you want me to do my sits? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go with uh, Daryl Mooney for the Bears because they're playing the Packers. (laughs) And because it's the Bears. And it's the Bears. Uh, Mooney came back down to earth last week in a tough matchup against the Cardinals, Arizona was all over Andy Dalton and Mooney, who caught five of seven targets for a mere 27 yards. Uh, this week, the Bears faced the Packers, and uh, they've been stingy against the pass um, pretty much all year. He's a risky wide receiver, too, if Allen Robinson sits. Allen Robinson is going to play. Um, and um, we know that the Matt Nagy-led Bears offense <laughs> is... Questionable at best. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Uh, then we have, um, I, I don't know. I had a tie between Brandon Ayuk and because he, because he crapped the bed last week as the starter. Right. Right. Um, although I would say if Debo Samuels doesn't start this week, you got to play Ayuk, but also, um, Christian McCaff or Christian Kirk, oh. uh, had his moments for the season, uh, but he slowed down over the past few weeks. And as we know, Hopkins is back. That's true. So, like you said on one of yours, somebody's got to not get the ball. So yeah. it's Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk, even with Hopkins out, wasn't really doing spectacular. No, he was he was solid. He was a solid yeah. guy, but I think his uh, his days of being solid are well behind us. Far few and far between. <laughs> so that's my don't starts. All right, and so there you go. We just we just helped you get some wins in your pocket. Fantasy football week fourteen. Now it's time to get some 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 dollars, some dollars in your pocket when you go to the to the sports book. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I gotta warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here that they do at them regular casinos. It's time for the sports investing segment. Your chance to make some money and. If you've been listening to the show, like like we ask you to do every week, <laughs> well, you wouldn't be making any money off of Wayne because he's taking the last couple of weeks off, what with Thanksgiving, <laughs> not having a show, yeah. and uh, taking a break from the gambling world. And then last week didn't get any picks in for us. So we will be worrying about my stuff. Uh, if you paid attention on week 13, I had an $815 Round robin parley for the Thursday night player prop round robin parley thing I always do. You would have taken home an extra grand just on that parley. And then we get into the regular games. And, um, well, I had a 
six-team underdog round-robin parlay championship game parlay. Round-robin parlay, you know, whatever, from college. That was a $285 bet, which won $800. So that would have been another $600 profit last week. And then with all the little single bets, there was a little more money to be made. So you are ahead if you've been paying attention. Now, this week's Thursday night round-robin parlay game prop thing, uh, player prop, didn't do very well, all because Pratt, Pat Fryermuth couldn't catch that last pass, which would have put him over on the yardage he needed for receiving, and that would have probably taken us over what we spent. We spent $815, only one six hundred thirty. So you lost a little bit, but hey, you had a little extra bankroll from the week before, so stop bitching at me, all right? <laughs> uh, my A-team round-robin parlay isn't doing very well right now. I had Pittsburgh over Minnesota, and I had Pittsburgh plus three versus Minnesota. Those those didn't work out, but you know there's, there's still some other ones. You can turn into a five-team round-robin parlay and still try and make some money. Actually, a six. Six-team round robin. I still have Baltimore over Cleveland, which I think is going to be a, a win. I have Kansas City versus Las Vegas over 47.5. I have Dallas minus four versus Washington. Chargers minus 10.5 versus the Giants. I have San Francisco versus Cincinnati over 48. And I have the Rams over Arizona. All good odds. All chance for you to make some, some cash. Um... Then what do we have? I have a five-team round-robin underdog parlay. This is my weekly thing I've been trying to. It's been working out pretty good, making a little money, losing a little money once in a while. But here here are my five underdogs for this week. Baltimore over Cleveland. Buffalo over Tampa. Cincinnati over Washington, or over San Francisco. Rams over Arizona. And Atlanta over Carolina. This is a $130 bet if it comes in. All those wins, $1,500 in your pocket. Can't go wrong. We're not going to worry about the bowl games this week. We'll do that next week when they start. So we'll leave all the college for for next week. We'll just do um, the NFL this week. But I do have um, pretty much all the picks up for for my college stuff. I'm not going to do any more than what I have up there. So take a look at them. Chance for you to make some dollars. Assuming I'm correct, which I usually am. <laughs> what do you have, Wing? Well, I'm going to. I, I do have my college stuff, which so I will send that to you. And yeah, we'll go we'll, over them next week. We'll get yeah, we'll get that set up. And then I'm I'm working on my um, NFL stuff. I'm going to be doing something new this week. Oh, I, I tried it last week. I couldn't find enough of the props that I needed. Okay, to to make it work. But I've already seen props up there this week, so I can start that. So I'm going to do a. Um, same game uh, parlays. Okay. I'm going to do a, a number of those teams that I think are really solid bets. Uh, there you go. So this is a tease. This is a come back and check out the website, cffpodcast.com, on the sports investing page and find out the nuggets Wayne has been taking <laughs> two weeks to get ready for you. <laughs> um, also, check in on all our, um, what do you call them? Our NFL and college futures, a lot of those are coming into fruition. Are they starting to anything anything of uh, note? Well, um, <clears throat> there have been, looks like we're going to win our, our Heisman pick. Oh, really? Yeah, we have, the only one left, we have Bryce Young. 
and he looks to be the he's been taking home all the offensive awards lately. Okay. So it looks like that one's going to come through. So we don't we don't think the running back from uh Michigan State's going to No, he isn't even going to oh. New York. Oh, okay. It's three quarterbacks and a defensive guy. Okay. From Michigan. Awesome. Unless Michigan well the, no, the votes already done by then, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have two of our our CFP champions left. Ooh. Alabama and Georgia. I got to be pulling for Georgia at uh, plus, well, eight, plus 800. <laughs> it's not on here, but I actually have a casino ticket, which actually pays me money. I have Cincinnati. Oh. So if Cincinnati wins a championship, my $5 bet, I get 500 bucks. Oh, there you go. So in a way, I'm kind of saying, oh, sc- screw the sports investing page. Yeah, and, yeah. But I, I don't think Cincinnati has a chance against Alabama. Um. I got to check on your other NFL performance bets. Oh, my, my Derrick Henry bet came in. Your Derrick Henry bet yeah. came in? I assume your your Zach Wilson bet's going to come in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Where is he at? He, he ain't anywhere near getting 3,800 yards passing. Oh. Uh, your Kyle Pitts, I got to check in on that one. No, he, he doesn't have seven and a half times. He did, he's not scoring touchdowns. No. And then uh, T.Y. Hilton under 65 or under 64 and a half receptions. Have to look at that. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's a, that's a he he's almost as bad as um <laughs> <laughs> Randall Cobbs. Oh, stop. <laughs> so. Rondale Moore over 500 yards receiving. We're going to look at that. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's at. And Kadarius Tony. I know I left these blank because they were they were getting close. Kadarius Tony, he's going to be a he's out again this week, so. Oh, so that's going to be a lock. I think so. Uh, what other ones here? I know we got our over-unders on games one. I'm getting close. Pittsburgh, if they lose one more game, I'm done on that one. Uh, what's the other one I'm done on, too? If New England. They, if, they, if they win one more game, I'm done on that. Because they're already at nine wins, and I have them under nine and a half. Okay. So that's not going to be good. But everything else. So I'm not going to be making the 34 grand on that bet, but oh, well. Oh, my eight-team... My eight Parlay, uh, player parlay above yours. Oh, the Baker Mayfield one. Baker, if Baker Mayfield can get me over thirty eight hundred yards. <laughs> you got it made. Henry. Oh yeah, Derek. Oh, yeah, Henry's Henry. good. Hilton's Hilton. good. Uh, oh, those other ones you have dumb. Oh, so there you go. I'm, I might, I might do okay. You, you're, you're doing all right on the Patrick Mahomes passing yards. Okay. Um, touchdowns. I don't know about. I don't. Yeah. But no. Check them out. Touchdowns is um, Brady. Is it? Yeah. Check them out on website, cffpodcast.com. I'm getting thirsty. We need to get into the club. (laughs) We need to look at some girls. So here we go. Fantasy girl time, everybody. That's right. Much like the sports investing page, this one's available on the website too, cffpodcast.com. It's the Fancy Girl page where you get your chance to learn about some kind of a celebrity and you get to see great pictures of her too. <laughs> this is one of Wayne's suggestions, Elena Satine. I don't remember which one this is. She was born November 24th, 1987. She is a Georgian American actress and singer. She was born in Tbilisi. The capital of what was then the Georgian Soviet Socialist Republic, now known as Georgia. 
At the age of five, Satine and her family moved to Sochi, and she became part of the Georgian pop group Nergebi, Nergebi, which was a Mickey Mouse Club style uh, ensemble for child performers. Okay. Okay. At 16, she convinced her parents to allow her to study in the United States and move to New York, graduating from the Professional Performing Arts School. Now, how in the world, when you're living in Sochi, Russia, do you come up with the idea that you get to talk your parents into, hey, mom and dad, take me to the United States so I can go to school? Yeah. Man, I got all I could do to get a new bike. Yeah. <laughs> A Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, exactly. Here, shoot your eye. The latest television debut happened in an episode of Cold Case, playing an immigrant Russian singer. She has also appeared in Smallville. Wow. Talk about typecasting. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Oh, you're from Sochi? Oh, we got this part for you. She has also appeared in Smallville, in which she played Mara, the wife of Aquaman. She has also been part of the main cast for two years in the Stars series, Magic City. She is currently playing the role of Julia in Cowboy Bebop. That's where she's from. There you go. Okay, now I you might have it. Yep. In April 2013, Satine became engaged to the bassist of the All American Rejects, Tyson Ritter. They were married in December of 2013. There you go. She's off the market. Oh, okay. So we have the redheaded Georgian actress and singer. She stands five foot seven inches tall. She weighs 126 pounds. She wears a size six dress and has blue eyes. Her measurements are, and of course, you always like to start with the waist. Yes. Uh, I'm, a, I'm looking at the middle picture. And I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing wrong again. So I'm going to say 35 for waist. Yes. No. Uh, 25. Sorry. 25. Yes. That's, that's exactly correct. Good thing I caught you on that. Yes, like, it damn, is. she's like my size, and <laughs> <laughs> still smaller. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I know I'm. Uh, Chest. Yeah. I'm going to go 36. 36 is exact, exactly correct. She's a 34B bra. So two exactly right. Ex- two exactly right. Dan, now you're going to wreck it on the hips. Dan, pay attention. <laughs> hips. I'm going to go. I know it's a fakey cam- camera angle. I'm going to go th- 35. Close enough, 36. Oh. 36, 25, 36. Elena Satine, everybody, your fantasy girl of the week for week 14 of the NFL and fantasy season. That's it for this week. Next week starts all the bowl game fun. We'll have our picks for you on the sports vesting page along with all the news and notes to get you ready for your your fantasy football playoffs. Uh, I'll have plenty of time to do that because I won't be getting ready for shit. <laughs> I'm just happy I'm still in the guillotine league. There you go. I made it to the top five. Oh, so who's who's left? It's it's let's let's give a Me, little bit of play to some people. Swamico. Okay, who's Rich that? Glenn. Okay. Um, Chris. Uh, Chris. Um, Chris is down. He got no, no. Chris. Um, Who's, we have the Appleton Antoinettes. I don't remember who that is person-wise. But uh, Bitter Robots. Bitter Robots. And is, no, the one, the one that's named after just his name, his guy. Is it Aaron Stovall? No, it's... Um, uh, uh, there's it. Well, we, we have... Bad planning on our part. Appleton Ant- Ant- 
Antoinette, yep. the Bitter Robots, yep. Swamico, which Rich, is Rich Glenn, Rich Glenn. me, uh, Dan, Team Dan Campbell. Team Dan Campbell, that's, that's one, it. Yeah. Yes. And then Trumped again, which yes. is you. So there you go. Those are the five left. We are the five superstars, everybody. There you go. Want to give them their due? I have been scratching and clawing. I thought for sure I was out last week. And you, thought, then, you, you thought you were for sure you were out the last two weeks. Oh, so. And then Josh Allen had his Josh Allen game last week. Oh, I was so happy. <laughs> or no, it wasn't Josh. Oh, yeah, it was Josh Allen because they played New England, and New England just ran the ball in that wind. Oh, that's And just right. ran the clock out. That's right. Monday Night Football. The worst Monday Night Football game ever. Yes. So, that's it. Remember, like I said, check out the website, cffpodcast.com. Send us your emails with your questions and comments and concerns, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or you can use the fan line, the the Mission Barbecue fan line. If you don't want to use the Mountain Dew fan mail, use the, the Mission Barbecue fan line. There you go. 414-520-8249. <laughs> Leave us your voicemails or we'll text messages. We'll just keep messages. fanning the flame. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy your Mountain Dew flavors. Next week, our, our public service segment will be our top five to ten Christmas snacks or foods for you. Sound fair? I'm ready. All right. I've already got three in my head right now. I I, I think I have four, <laughs> and five is going to be hard to come up with. <laughs> Just got to rank them. Number one's easy. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Until next week, be good. See ya.